Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are swimming through Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Kestra Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are again joined by Scott and Ricey Joe from the YouTube channel Scott and Ricey Joe. Welcome back. Hello. We're glad to be back. Today we are discussing Minute 20, which begins with Sebastian finishing his line from before with something warm to drink. And it ends with Max the dog beginning to sniff around. It's going to make for really special audio (laughs) for our listeners. (laughs) Minute 20. Minute 20 of The Little Mermaid features Ariel swimming to the surface and Flounder and Sebastian following her. Eric's ship blowing up fireworks and, and seeming to be celebrating something. And Ariel spying on Eric's. And Eric. Eric and Eric's crew. Well, she didn't see Eric that we know of in this minute. So she's just spying on the The crew. crew. Okay. Let me ask you guys a question. Sebastian Mm -hmm. wants to get something for Ariel. Something warm to drink. How does that work underwater? (laughs) I haven't thought about that. Do they drink? Also, do they want something warm to drink? Like, Like, what? No idea. Also, how do they warm it up? Exactly, because they got no fire. So I guess there's like, there's underwater vents, there's lava flows, there's things like that. So like, there are temperature differentials underwater. But does she want to drink anything ever? (laughs) I don't know. I could not answer that for you. I was I was so perplexed when I heard like that part of that line. I was like, let me get you, we'll get you something warm to drink. Excuse me? Does she like pour it from a cup? Is it just well, like, oh, I'm gonna waft this water, this other substance, towards your because, face? Just suck I mean, in. like, <laughs> like scientifically speaking, there are things that don't mix. So, like, if it's not water based or water soluble, then it won't mix with the water immediately. It would like it would it, it would um, disperse into little bubbles. Okay, here's the other question: Is it like in space? I, okay, I was gonna talk. Is this like what we learn from Space Commander Chris Hadfield on the International Space Station when he did all those demonstrations about how things work in space and like how if you wring out a washcloth in space, the water just kind of stays around the washcloth? Uh, and so uh-huh. is it like that? So they have like some undersea orange juice, or well, no, let's think of like a warm drink. Some some underwater hot cocoa. Yeah, some underwater hot cocoa. With marshmallows. <laughs> okay. Um, so is it like, is there like a pouch that it comes in, like in space? Because the shape isn't terribly necessary. Here's the other thing. Hot things rise above cold things. So if it's hot, then it's going to try to move upward. Right. Again, are but these just it, not the questions we ever asked in 1989? I don't know if anyone's asked this question about the Little Mermaid ever. Like, What's their beverage sitch? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Because, like I said, we've seen them. We, uh, I said earlier this week, like, we've seen them at a table with food. I don't remember if glasses were set out. <laughs> I don't remember. We will need to, like, watch some yes. more stuff and see if this is a thing. But also with the food, like, they weren't eating with forks. Do they drink anything? Like, <laughs> apparently they do. Sebastian was going to fix her up something warm to drink and probably tuck her into bed because... <laughs> He's awesome, which is not the same relationship he he described when he was talking to King Triton. When he was talking to King Triton last week, 
it was like he didn't have a close relationship with Ariel. And now it's like, I will keep your secret. Let's get you tucked into bed. And but, we're friends. But we also know from the animation, animated oh, that series they that, have a great relationship. that they have a so, good relationship. For whatever so. reason, he was I, he was being a little bit double-faced with King Triton. But, like, what's the drinks like? <laughs> I can't imagine him getting dehydrated underwater. So, <laughs> do they even... But, I mean, it's salt water. So, like, if you drink salt water, you will get dehydrated. You gotta drink, like, coconut water if but, you're stranded on a desert island. But they're fish. They, so but they're fish, so they can the manage it. They don't actually need to drink, but... They use it as a means of, like, to warm one's body up or on social occasions. So it's not like... So so they enjoy drinking, right. but they don't need it. It's like how vampires maybe in some universes, not, not the Twilight universe, but in, like, the Joss Whedon vampire universe, like, they can eat food and enjoy it, but it doesn't... It, like it doesn't do it for them. right yeah yeah like that like they're they're not gonna go to their fish doctor he's gonna say i need you to drink more water because <laughs> you're getting dehydrated and you're i don't know so drink more fluids oh, okay now now you've opened up another can of worms <laughs> dr mermaid <laughs> if he says take two of these and call me in the morning how do you take them <laughs> can they take pills <laughs> It's just, they float it into their mouths. I don't know. Do some mermaids, like, drink too much hot cocoa and have diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, like, we, I mean, okay, we haven't dug deep into the mermaid physiology, but we did talk earlier this week about whether or not, like, Ariel has a high-waisted tail. Um, right. Or we've, we've mentioned, like, maybe her organs are spread out down into the tail mm. a little bit because of her flexibility. But... Like how do how like how does a mermaid take medicine? Also, do they drink? They have noses and stuff. Do they also have gills? Are they amphibious? Where they kind of have like a way to do both? Like how how mammalian are they, or are they mostly uh, like ichthians? I like mean, fishy? we we see we see Ariel at the top of like out of the water. Yeah, she can definitely like climb up. Well, so is it like so, reverse dolphin? I, I don't know. <laughs> Where she can hold her breath above water for fifteen minutes, but I don't know. But also with with that, there's belief that she has these Atlantean powers, kind of like Atlantean a- a- strength. You mean like Atlantican because it's not Atlantis. You're right, Atlantican. Huh. Let's not get these confused. That's a different Disney Atlantican. movie. We'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> yes, Atlantican strength and Atlantican. Uh, endurance the, these things that humans don't usually have but she's there it's not sure if if she maintains them when she is human but she's able to climb the ship without okay i was going to talk about that because i used to do some rock climbing guess what that's real hard guys <laughs> yeah because she doesn't then, use her fins and then she, oh, they, yeah like, like you can see like her posture she's like okay this is american ninja warrior like just the hands go 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 <laughs> and um or i guess atlantican ninja warrior um, but then, like, when she gets to the part of the ship that she peeks over, she, like, sets both hands gently over. So there's no way for that, like, for her to have positioned herself to, like, lift and gently peek over. Like, she's got to be, like, lifting. <laughs> and she, like, puts both hands up, like, slowly. So she wasn't, like, gripping with one hand, getting into position, putting the other one up, and then doing the pull-up. And, like, okay, pull-ups with flat fingers, real hard. Like, not being able to wrap your fingers around the bar... If you're trying to do it against, like, a flat, like, a 90-degree a, a angle surface, very tricky. 
um, especially if you lay your fingers flat, what you want to do is you want to curl them. I'm, I'm demonstrating a Kestra, <laughs> but you want to curl them so that they, they're like pushing against the knuckles and that curl is way easier to hold than like a flat, um, hand. I've not taken Kestra rock climbing like I want to sometime, uh, mostly cause like pregnancy, right? You know, <laughs> not, not a great, uh, mode for rock climbing, but we'll do it sometime. But like, like, how does she do this? Like, <laughs> but maybe she just swims a lot and she uses her arms too. So she's, she's got those swimmer arms, but I don't know if swimming right. is, is translate well into climbing. Like, well, what's going on here? Well, I can't do a pull up either way. So I'm not one to talk. <laughs> this is a tough, this is a tough minute. I was also a lifeguard for several years. So like, I have some familiarity with like swimming. And if she's like, if she's wet, it's going to be that much heavier. I don't know how much, like, Maybe she's relatively hairless, except for her, like, her hair hair. Uh, and so it, she doesn't, like, keep a lot of water on when she gets to the land. Eh. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know. Another another interesting thing about Ariel, we're going to go back a little bit. Yeah, so at the very beginning of the minute, when that shadow comes over and Ariel says, What do you suppose? What do you suppose? What kind of 16-year-old says that? Like... You know, you'd be like, wait, what the heck was that? Like, did you see that? Well, maybe, oh, my gosh. Like, also, she's it. seen ships before, right? Yeah, so, she knows what ships look like. So then like why is she like, what? what maybe she's that? never seen one overhead in the moonlight. Or could she hear fireworks? I don't know. Maybe. She just seems very... As she's swimming up, you can you see you, you color. Get, you yeah. get fireworks effects. She just seems so very maybe it's supposed to be the fireworks. Well-spoken. Well, I mean, if this is the 1800s, so a 16-year-old in the 1800s, very polite. But it's it's unusual for how she's been speaking the rest of the film. Yeah, she, so, she's been relatively modern to the 80s. Right. Yeah, I don't know. What do you suppose That's a good the question. reason is? <laughs> I, I was not struck by that one, but yeah, you're right. That doesn't track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think is the occasion for the fireworks? Uh, it's, we it's do find Eric. out. It, we do find out later that it's for Eric. It's his birthday. Ah, okay. Mm. That's why he gets his, his big old statue. Yeah. It kind of seems like uh, Flounder and Ariel and Sebastian had never seen fireworks before. Because even Sebastian's like, Whoa. I don't think they had. I, I don't. I don't think. I, I certainly get the impression that they had. Right, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't. I don't know. However, Sebastian, like he's like Ariel. Come on, like. He's he, he's not upset with her going to the surface, but then he's like. I mean, if he, if he was going to be upset, the collection would have done it. <laughs> right. He yes, but then he's he screams jumping jellyfish when he sees the ship, <laughs> and I'm like, why are you freaking out about the ship? Because live humans are way more dangerous than human stuff. And. <laughs> Not Ariel being at the surface when her father specifically told her not to be at the surface. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. Ooh, he's a really bad chaperone. <laughs> he he gets his priorities out of whack. Yeah. But I don't mind because, like, he's a good guy at heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, you're right. It's not because, like, hmm, maybe it's because she was about to approach the ship and it's like, that's like, okay, it's like, your dad said don't go to the surface because humans are on the surface. Okay, you went to the surface. We can go back from that one. Don't go towards the humans on the surface <laughs> because that's the reason you're not supposed to go to the but surface. he says jumping jellyfish before she starts swimming towards the ship. Huh. Maybe he's just reacting to the fireworks? I don't know. But speaking of the fireworks, the fireworks effect was... Or not the effect, 
what, but the idea mm-hmm. and the effect, kind of, because he was an effects animator, but it was done by Dorsey A. Lamfer. Okay. Is there just, any other further background news? Just he, okay. he, he was the one that was like, let's have fireworks, and then kind of created the effect of it. Well, credits where, where it's due. They look great. Yeah. Yes. And you did research to make sure that. Yes, fireworks would have been accurate in the in the 1800s. I was just um, going to ask. Yeah, they would have been uh, very suitable in in Europe for the 1800s. I don't know about launching them from ships, but I mean, it was a ship that was familiar enough with explosives to have cannons, which ships at that point would have had. Um, they would have been relatively comfortable with with rocket fireworks. I mean, the, the fireworks go back to you know, I don't know, like a thousand years ago or or more in china it might even be like a thousand bc like they're they're long term in china Mm -hmm. yeah um and uh, the sort of stuff that was in fireworks would have been um present in europe in the 1700s uh john adams uh notably associated fireworks with the fourth of july early on he was the first person to to do that association as like a part of the celebration for america yeah Um, of course they've been around a while yeah yeah so so they would have been around and and then um I think the the rockets for the Star Spangled Banner, like the rockets Red Glare, those are very close to being fireworks. And um, they were not very effective as a weapon, but um, that sort of premise, that that sort of concept, would have been uh, similar to the way they would use fireworks. Mm-hmm. So um, them launching fireworks from the ship, not totally crazy um, in the in the eighteen hundreds, which is when we've decided this is. Um, Specifically, since Abraham Lincoln, I guess late 1800s, but we still feel like it's better as the early, yeah, uh, earlier 1800s. Do you have any notes specifically about the ship itself? We noticed that it's very ornate. Um, I'd say it's probably a fairly typical sailing ship. Um, I mean, I don't have a ton of expertise on ships, but I've, I've watched Master and Commander, <laughs> um, and I I enjoy seeing ships, but I don't know that it's um unusual considering eric is a prince and, and this would be you know the uh, a royal ship of some kind to take him out to sea does him being a prince have anything to do with the fact that all of the sailors on the ship are wearing the exact same outfits <laughs> it's okay like it is not the best uniform but i i mean it's it's a pretty consistent uniform with what we see for stereotypical right. sailing and, and pirates even i think um i mentioned before but in uh disney's peter pan i think smee uh is wearing basically the same yep. outfit except with the bandana on his head instead of his neck yep. mm-hmm. um it's the same like blue and white i think uh red and white is maybe the more typical pirate version of this but that's all uh that in particular is is a hollywood fabrication that wasn't yeah especially known for pirates to be wearing striped <laughs> Shirts. See, I want to know where that um, like came from. Really, the the pirate depiction is is a Hollywood construction. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> well, I just yeah, I want to know who penned that, if you will, in animation sense. Like, where was the first animation of a pirate with like a striped shirt? And oh, I don't know. Stuff? It was it was established in um, live action films, actually. Yeah. All right. Um. Let me do a little quick research. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's well known. Uh, they can trace the the actual design of like the Hollywood iconic piracy uh, outfits, which are you know these are a variation on it. Uh huh. Um, to something specific. Let me see. It's uh kind of like how, well, not Hollywood, but the advertising company companies are 
industry, if you will, created what we know of Santa Claus and all of basically everything Christmas related. Kind of on an unrelated note, I just remember watching a little documentary about that. Like the whole red outfit, you know, with frill at the end, stuff like that. Let's see. Come on, internet. Don't fail me now. While you're doing that research, we can talk about the dance, the little Danish jig thing they're doing. Yes. Go go for that. Yeah. I'm still doing research. Do you have anything on that, Kester? Like, is that a Danish jig? Is it... What, what are they? I... I didn't look anything up for that one. It didn't come to my mind. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It was but, pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty fun. But Andrew, do you remember what you asked me when we were watching? Uh, I was wondering because the uh, crewmen all seem to have distinctive looks. I was wondering if any of them were caricatures of anyone. A oh. majority of them are caricatures of of the staff members of the Disney and Little Mermaid animation crew. So specifically the guy that's dancing on top of the barrel, uh, that is Rasul Azadani, who was a layout artist for the film. So that was the only one that I could noticeably like mention the name of or find the name of, but a lot of them are caricatures of animators and artists and other people for the film that's so fun that they like do that i've seen that in other disney films yeah too. they still do that even in moana they they do that yep that was their version of easter Nothing. eggs back then so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll throw a little yeah. versions of ourselves in there well i also was watching something earlier this year and it was unrelated to little mermaid but john musker apparently like was a big caricature kind of artist like he they they do they have some kind of contest each year and he likes to draw all these caricatures of animators throughout (laughs) the studios that's so fun i wanted to see just refresh i'm gonna give up I'm trying one more, but I'm thinking. Yeah, hold up. In the very beginning, we already talked about the fireworks, but we're we're looking through this again. Where are they? Mm-hmm. Where are they shooting out from? The fireworks. Oh, are like, that doesn't seem to track at all. They, they're like coming shooting out of the out water from the water or the side of the ship out of thin air. They're not coming from the ship. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're they're literally Don't know coming they out of really. nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. Don't know if they were... I think they were just like, let's have fireworks. <laughs> Not, where should the fireworks come from? <laughs> they were just so proud of the effect of the fireworks <laughs> they got. They're like, yeah, just throw them anywhere. <laughs> and they ought to be. Those fireworks look fabulous. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I love how, like, when Ariel's swimming away, it actually looks like Sebastian's going away. Like, instead of the camera going away, it's like he's getting swept away from her. Like, come back, Ariel. I like that, too. I noticed that. Mm -hmm. Anything sweet? Um, I have not been able to find the definitive answer I wanted, but I think it goes back to kind of the 1920s and 30s uh, pirate films and and swashbuckling films starring the likes of Douglas Fairbanks. You know, Um, the ship they're on is very steady for... It was really choppy waters. 
Yeah. When they're, you know, when she's swimming up to the boat. And then they get on the ship and everyone's, they're dancing on top of barrels and the ship isn't even moving. Not swaying back and yeah. forth. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that cute? The internet failed us. <laughs> again. Oh. That's three times this week. I don't know if I'll ever trust the internet again. <laughs> <laughs> but you can trust Well, the- that's oh. where I got all my notes from. What am I supposed to do now? Okay, well, I guess keep trusting it when it's useful. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of usefulness, if we want to move to Max the Sheepdog, yes. let's the talk cool about him. Oh, do you think Max the Sheepdog is terribly useful? Yes, he's the first I found connection. information about him. Oh, okay. Like useful information about. Oh, okay. Because he, but like he, he probably is useful. Because like, yes. Like, look at that sniffer. He that that <laughs> his nostrils. His flare. nostrils are huge, and he is. I I love dogs. I have an obsession with dogs. Um, dogs are like the best. The best. <laughs> and well, first off, with the like with the internet there's this meme that's going that that i've seen that has different shots of max it throughout the film and it has what he's thinking there is a shot in the beginning of the film but it was basically what eric was saying with the wind blowing in in his hair and then there are two shots in this in that from this minute one is him dancing with the crew members and he's just and it says dancing with the crew no big deal what could possibly go wrong (laughs) (laughs) and then there's the there's the shot from the very beginning of when he starts to sniff around so the very end of this of this minute and he says i smell a mermaid (laughs) (laughs) I love Max. Max is... Max is great. Max is great. I did some research on sheepdogs. It's an old English sheepdog. That's the kind of sheepdog that he is. Okay. It is a large, athletic dog breed with... I'm going to say deceptively athletic, because he doesn't look like he'd be athletic. Right. Uh, and <laughs> He looks like he'd be kind of roly-poly. Yeah. Yeah. And the the... The sheepdog is has unmistakably like unmistakable shaggy hair, a mm. shaggy coat fur. Uh, he what uh, sheepdogs are historically um, were used for farmers driving their cattle uh, from and sheep to the market, uh, and th- that changed over time, obviously, because not a lot of people heard cattle and sheep to markets any anymore he uh, they're also an adaptable intelligent dog and so he knows a mermaid when he smells one yes <laughs> yes he's sharp they're also very good companions especially and, and, and for children oh yeah that's nice um they the breed I, I researched about the breed to find out more about it and the breed originated in southwestern countries of england hence old English sheepdog, somewhere around the early 19th century. And, uh, but its its origins could be Scottish bearded collie or a Russian outchar. Okay. Or it could be some other dog as well. The American Kennel Club recognized the old sheepdog 
1885. So that's when it became an official breed, but it had origins back early 1800s. Right. Um, it's mm. also, so it has, it's one of the most unclear origin canine mm. stories in the world. Wow. It, like, it's a pretty distinctive look. Mm-hmm. And my personal note about sheepdogs is if you like to sing, a sheepdog is the best dog to have. Because um, I started taking voice lessons when I was nine um, from a man in my area, and he had a sheepdog named Benelton. Big, shaggy dog, looks just like Max here. And he would just, you know, hang out, take naps under the piano. And if I hit a wrong note, he would spark up instantly, and his ears would go, and he'd start running around. But if I sang well, then he'd stay asleep. <laughs> um, so that's the best way to measure the success of your singing, get a sheepdog. And they're also super friendly, so you can have all of your kids you know play with them and everything that was one like my first exposures to a dog actually was a sheep dog it, it uh, sounded like that was going to be a really bad pun <laughs> like what's a singer's favorite dog a sheep dog because and then you actually like had a serious reason <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for the sheep dog facts uh, my only other note on this entire minute is i think they do considering the volume of ariel's hair I think they do a fairly decent job at making it look wet. Yeah. For at least this minute. Yes. There are other minutes when she is... It dries off very quickly, which is surprising. I think by the time she peeks up from the ship, I think it's dry. Because it's all flat right until... And then her bangs are already super perky right there. Yeah. I don't know if they're as perky as they usually are, though. Possibly not as perky as part of your world. Part of your world... (laughs) Her hair is, is, is a different character all, all together. Yeah. So, uh-huh. but yeah, it's uh, it's it's special. It's special hair. Yeah, yeah, it has mermaid properties about it. It can survive both on land and in the water. I bet a lot of women would yeah. kill for that hair. Magical mermaid hair. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? That's all we had for this minute. <laughs> okay, I am so disappointed in the internet for my my search of. The origins of the Hollywood pirate costume. Uh, the, all I could find was that the stereotypical pirate costume is uh, based in the Caribbean. Pirates in that area. I'm not going to say it, but pirates in the area around the <laughs> Caribbean islands. Okay. So you mean... <laughs> Caribbean pirates, exactly. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's all we have for you today we are part of dueling genre you can find us and many other podcasts at duelinggenre.com there you will also find a link to a patreon page where you can support all dueling genre productions we are on twitter and instagram at disminute on email as disneyanimationminute at gmail.com and on facebook at the disney animation minute secret essential listener society or damsels group our guests can be found at Scott and Ricyjoe.com. That's S C O T T and R Y C E E J O. Ricyjoe.com. We want to thank all of the other Movies by Minutes shows. So go ahead and check out moviesbyminutes.com to see a fairly full catalog of, of what's up to date. It's, it's hard to stay on top of it. Uh, but somebody puts the effort in to get it updated every every once in a while, and there are plenty of films there. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. 